Hey guys, I'm Renalises, and you're listening to Witchy Intention. Now, when I was searching for topics or ideas to base this episode on, I had found a lot of people asking me about psychic abilities on my Instagram, Coven of Moonflower, Coven with an Eye, and decided instead of repeating myself a million times, let's just make an episode about it. So here we are talking about psychic abilities, how to find them, and how to improve them. Just like your five senses, psychic abilities give you information about what's going on around you, but on a spiritual and energetic level. As a witch, increasing them will bring you a step ahead in your spiritual journey. But being a psychic isn't easy, though. And many people have misconceptions about what its gifts actually entail. Working with psychic skills requires patience, practice, and a lot of self-love. When you're going into spirituality or witchcraft or anything of the sort, you need a lot of self-love. Now, I know I didn't really cover a lot of self-love in my previous episode, but I will here. You need a lot of self-love before you can do pretty much anything, because the more you love yourself, the stronger your abilities will be. For example, oftentimes when you're looking for a boyfriend, a lot of people will tell you when giving advice on romantic relationships is you have to love yourself before you can expect anybody else to love you. And the same applies here. When many of us hear the word psychic, we imagine a neon lit storefront decorated with crystal balls, fog machines, and animatronics that manipulate supernatural occurrences. The true essence of smoke and mirrors. Many of us might have come to the conclusion that all was a scam and it's not all real with our own abilities, while others were told as a child by who they were raised by. The supernatural events we experience in childhood are often discredited, and even as we explore divination practices in adulthood, we're still quick to raise an eyebrow at the word psychic. Why? Because of all the misconceptions that follow it just like witchcraft. Not to mention that many charlatans <laughs> who either exaggerate their skills or make them up entirely. entirely. These are the con artists who use fear tactics to prey on the gullible or vulnerable individuals. Before I go into anything else, let's go over a few warning signs of these scamming psychics. They will tell you things like, I need you to buy this specific candle that will cost you and then proceed to tell you a ridiculous price. Oftentimes, they will even change up their stories and use fear to make you buy this stupid-ass candle. As a witch, you don't need an expensive candle for anything more than being an aesthetic. They might even proceed to tell you about being cursed and saying the only one that can fix it is them. Again, they will then tell you a ridiculous price for their service. They will even pop up literally out of nowhere just to tell you your spirit guides have asked them to relay a message. Then yet again charge you an insane amount of money for it. Let me tell you, no real psychic's going to walk up to you and tell you they have a message for their spirit guides and then tell you that they want money for you to for them to tell you that. Just an FYI. Some might even claim that they can return your twin flame to you. If you know anything about twin flames at all, you'll know that it can't br be brought back that easily. But most importantly is the fear tactics. 
It's their trump card. So, fear not, baby witches and normal humans alike. Psychics, on the other hand, are simply individuals who are able to see, hear, feel, sense, taste, and have intuition beyond the boundaries of the physical world. As we continue to explain this sensory, sensory spectrum... We quickly realize that certain senses become increasingly less common among our peers. It is though the awareness that many of us become aware of, your unique inherited psychic gifts. For most of us, we develop psychic abilities during childhood. These gifts are either passed down through close individuals who directly or indirectly teach us, or are cultivated in response to an environmental condition. As children, we notice more, see more, hear more, and feel more. These are basic survival instincts that enable us to safely move through the world. But as we mature, we are told to stop being so sensitive, that ghosts aren't real, and that pain is always physical. Through this conditioning, we start to believe that emotions and intuitions are contrary to science and reason. We suppress these gifts and accept the physical realm as the full extent of reality. Fear not, because our psychic gifts are never completely lost. Your third eye is simply closed, though it might require a bit of work to reignite that dormant skill. But it can be done. Now you're probably wondering, Ren, how do I open my third eye? Well, honestly, there are plenty of ways. You might have to just try some out and see what works for you, but one way is meditation. Imagine opening the chakra in the middle of your forehead. Also, in order to open the door to your psychic abilities, treat your intuition like it's an old childhood friend. Your intuition is just as important as your third eye. Of course, you're familiar with your intuition. It's always been a part of you. But you may have a completely different way of working together than you did in the past. One way to build the relationship is the simple exercise of assigning colors to your emotion. For example, feeling flirty in a text message, assign the feeling a color. We'll assign it pink for explaining purposes. Over time, this color will become synopsis with the emotion and your intuition will be able to communicate through a nonverbal language. Once the color has been fused with the energy, your intuition will be able to signal an event outside your immediate realities. So if you see pink when your friend starts telling you about a new co-worker, you'll immediately know that there's a romantic link. Another way is the scanning the room. We should all be pretty familiar with this. Look or wander around a room and get a feel for it. Which areas are the most inviting and the least? How do these energies make you feel? Practice this environmental scan in different areas. The more you become aware of your surroundings, the easier it will be for you to pick on sub subtle shifts in energies. As both a witch and a psychic, these are pretty important things. Eventually, you'll be able to generalize the skill to past memories, as well as future happenings. This is the first step into astral projection, the ability to willfully manifest out-of-body experiences. Of course, astral projection takes years of practice, but environmental scannings will help deepen that psychic ability. Another way is dreaming. Dreams are usually a part of our subconscious minds. The fastest way to open the door into our psychic 
possibilities is cultivating a healthy relationship with our subconscious mind. Dreams are a great pathway for this. They symbolize the alternate reality in our waking world. Dreams are a doorway, and the more acquainted you become with this subconscious, the more easy it will be to access the full spectrum of your psychic gifts. Be sure to keep a pen and paper at your bedside. Write down your dreams. As you become more in- as you become increasingly comfortable with your subconscious, you will begin to realize the incredible fluidity between the subconscious and the conscious minds. Now, now let's talk about some psychic abilities. Warning, I might pronounce these wrong, so you might have to look them up later based on the definition. Also, I'm going to be reading for a list through a list that I have written down of all their meanings and whatnot. So, excuse me if I sound like I'm scrolling or pausing for a long period of time. Okay? Okay. (laughs) First off, we have astral projection. This one is the most commonly talked about when it comes to most of the witchy communities I've been a part of. Essentially, this is an out-of-body experience. Like, your soul leaving your body to the astral plane. Clear audience. The ability to hear clearly outside the normal range. That can be, for example, voices, words, and sounds. Uh, think of this as like hearing the voices of your spirits or ghosts. Uh, clear sentence. The ability to clearly feel energies. Feeling things such as emotions, thoughts, pains. Uh, this, these feelings can be from anything from people, plants, animals, spirits, ghosts. Claircognition. The ability to for a person to acquire knowledge without knowing how or why they knew it. I've experienced this myself a couple times. I've um <laughs> there's been times where people ask me a question and I'll just like rattle off an answer and then like a couple minutes later when they have left, I think to myself, how did I know that? I don't remember ever doing research regarding said topic and it's probably Claire Claire cognition (laughs) divination the ability to gain insight into a situation using occult means now divination itself isn't a psychic ability it's more of a specific type of divination such as crystal balls or scrying though you are using your intuition for A lot of other things say tarot cards, but I feel like a crystal ball and scrying are a very good example of these because you aren't, because honestly anybody can look into that ball and see something different. Whereas like when it comes to tarot cards, you pick the card based on your intuition and then you use your intuition to guide you to the correct answer of one of its many meanings. Um, there's just some divinations I don't really see as, like, a psychic ability, in my opinion, but that's more or less up to you. Mediumship or channeling. The ability to communicate with spirits. This is probably one of the most common ones talked about when it comes to, uh, scamming psychics in movies. Um... You definitely see it a lot of horror movies when people are playing with Ouija boards and they're summoning something crazy... 
or a lot of those uh ghost stories where it's like oh I'm gonna talk to the spirit by letting them use my hand and body and blah 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 blah. I mean obviously it's a real thing but obviously the movies and such are kind of just bs but then we have uh psychoscopy the ability to obtain, obtain information about a person or an object by touching it that honestly seems like one of the cooler ones remote viewing uh, remote sensing telesthesa. Those are the different names. The ability to see a distant or unseen target using extrasensory perception. Um, I guess this is kind of like seeing something that's far distance, but not like physically seeing. Like you kind of get a flashback of it. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like an example. I guess an example of this could be like in the movie Twilight we have the vampires seen like literally far into the distance, but they're not it, as a real human we wouldn't see that far. We would kind of just get a glimpse of that if that makes sense in like a sort of flash. Uh, that's the best way I can think of how to explain it. Now, these two there's two of them and they're opposites. Uh, precognition and premeditation. Oops, premonition. Uh, the ability to perceive future events. Uh, a great, actually, example of this one um, would very much be Twilight again. Alice's ability when she gets flashbacks of future events. Now we have retrocognition and postcognition, which is essentially the opposite of that. It's where you're uh, perceiving events that had happened in the past. Now the two that are often very... Um, two different names. Their names have nothing... actually sound nothing together. Um, but they are similar. And a lot of people get them confused. And that is telepathy or telepathy and clairvoyance. The ability to transmit or receive thoughts and images. Now the difference is clairvoyance works with images or pictures while telepathy works with words and thoughts. For example, if your friend is like, oh, l like, um, if you want to try it with friends, you could totally do that. And I guess an example would be, we'll have one friend think of, of an image let's say an orange for example the other person will see an orange in their mind that would be clairvoyance but if one person were to say want to do the same thing and say orange and then the, like the other person would hear them say orange you know without them saying a word at all or they would see the word orange but they wouldn't actually see the color or the fruit that would be telepathy um, so that is the difference between them. That's all I have for you guys for this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to contact me on Instagram with the same name of this podcast. And as a quick reminder, I'm Renalises, and you are listening to Witchy Intention. Now tomorrow is very special because we'll be having our first special guest, Narvi from Whimsical Intuition on YouTube. And I hope to have everybody listen in. And until next time, stay witchy.